Hello and welcome to IMJDB. I'm your host Jim and together with my Disney princess Nikki I'll be your guide to this week's pop culture offerings be that in TV, movies or other mediums. Okay, so we're back again this week. It's our second podcast ever. That's it. This is a podcast two, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Episode two, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> roger, roger. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm, I'm going to start off this week's podcast by saying uh, I forgot to mention last week there's two one-off holiday specials, both set in the MCU and Disney, uh, coming to Disney Plus this year. Um, first up is Werewolf by Night, and that's going to drop for Halloween in October. Uh, rumoured to be directed by Pixar um, Disney composer Michael Michael Giacchino in his first ever directorial debut. Uh, and it's going to star Coco's Gael Garcia Bernal, who voiced Hector in Coco. Oh. You know, remember me, the guy? Yeah, yeah uh, the skeleton guy. And, uh, the skeleton guy. <laughs> yeah, he's going to play the, t- the, the titular character Werewolf by Night, whose alter ego is the hilariously named Jack Russell. Oh, <laughs> so, but, he's, so, yeah. but he's not a dog. He's not or a dog. Does he beca- well, oh, he's, he well, becomes he a, becomes dog, a werewolf by night, as yeah. the title implies. Spoilers. And also, uh, Laura Donnelly, uh, we last saw in HBO's The Nevers. Mm. Uh, Which will, is an will, excellent show, by it the way. It is an excellent show. Uh, and yeah, she'll play a Vampire by Night, it's rumoured. So that'll be cool. And then, so yeah, so that's October. And then coming in November, December, uh, it's not finalised yet, but James Gunn has a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Oh. Uh, yeah. So hopefully it's nothing like the Star Wars <laughs> holiday special, uh, which if you've seen floating around the internet um, is not a... Uh... Well, it's, it's one of those things that you don't realise it's going to be as terrible until you watch it, but then you have to remember how old it is. And quite honestly, any time I can get more time with a Wookiee, I'm grateful. Unless they're annoying small Wookiees who probably deserve to fall out of their uh, tree houses. Well, as you know, Boba Fett um, first debuted in the Star Wars Holiday yeah. Special with an animated sequence of... Right in a Nessie. Do, do, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll come back to that later on. We'll come back to that later on, but... Um, yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, this Guardians Holiday Special is going to lead into Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, uh, which is going to drop in 2023 in theatres. So, um, so that, that'll be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Staying with Marvel... Uh, I'm really excited because the Moon Knight trailer is dropping tomorrow. Yeah, that's 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 Monday. That's tomorrow. And let's, uh, uh, let's hope he might be in his helicopter murdering people. <laughs> <laughs> I did some I did some research, and and in re- in recent in recent years, uh, the Moon Knight copter has been renamed the Angel Wing, and yeah. it's more like it's more like the Bat Wing um, in 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 Batman. You know. The, so are you saying less murdering? I'm, no, I'm just saying less helicopter, really. Oh. I mean, the the teaser for the trailer, which I, I, I've already put on our Twitter page, uh, IMJDB Podcast, um, on Twitter. Uh, also, yeah, you, you can see a, a a brief glimpse of that. Uh, he's beating up someone dressed as a jackal or or a jackal or something. Well, I hope it isn't an actual jackal. So yeah, I mean, the levels of violence this show it looks like Daredevil from Netflix, so, which is pretty weird because. Yeah. In Hawkeye, they seem to want to tone it down, even though it's also street level, like Daredevil was. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll see. Right. So yeah, tomorrow we get the Hawkeye trailer. Uh, sorry, tomorrow we get the Moon Knight trailer. That's the one. Um, with with hopefully an air date, and I'm hoping it's soon because I need stuff to review. <laughs> Basically. And I need to know if there's a helicopter or not. I don't know if to be feared for the sounds of <laughs> helicopters above. That's right. 
So, um, so yeah, so uh, James Gunn's uh, Suicide Squad didn't do too well in, in cinemas, unfortunately. It's a shame because I actually really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, the Suicide Squad hmm. was a fantastic film. And, uh, and John, it was just a bit ridiculous. John, sometimes John, you just have to have ridiculous shows or movies. John Cena stole the show oh, as, did, as, did as Peacemaker. Um, and, you know, he he loves playing Peacemaker so much, he wears the costume on like, all the talk shows. <laughs> yeah, oh, and, and he did that fantastic run of um, Wipeout. Yes, with, with Nicole, Nicole Byer, Byer from Nailed It. And yeah, if you haven't right. seen it, is that on Netflix? I think it might still be on the All 4 if, player. Don't oh, quote me on that. Player. If you um, haven't but, seen it, go and find it, because not only is Nicole, Nicole Byer an absolute gem, but yeah. her and John Cena together, <laughs> hilarious. It's perfect, like, coming from work, bit tired, fuzzy brain, end of the week, pop that on and watch some silly Americans falling into water and hurting themselves and Nicole Byer and John Cena acknowledging that and laughing at them. So um, so Peacemaker is the spin-off of the Suicide Squad movies and um, it's not it's not airing in the UK yet. What? Which is pretty strange. Yeah, the first three episodes are dropped in the US. What, uh, already? Yeah, and, and Jam- J- oh. James Gunn tweeted uh, that yeah. uh, he tried his best to get it to be day and date, um, but Sky didn't want to know. Hmm. And I think the problem is Sky like releasing most of their content as box sets. So, uh, so you think we're right. going to wait then until yeah. America's had it? So uh, unfortunately, I don't see Peacemaker coming to the UK. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't see it coming to the UK until the end of February at the earliest because that's oh, that, that's when it finishes airing in the United States. Oh, shame. Um, no, that is a shame. I, it's but check often... the trailer out. I'll I'll put it on our Twitter feed. Um, and, um, yeah, it, it, it looks absolutely hilarious. Uh, D. Bradley Baker, who voices all the clones in The Clone Wars and Bad Batch, is voicing eagerly his, ah. his uh, bold eagle sidekick. <laughs> ah, which I'm pleased to say is a not a real No, eagle. it's a CGI construct. Uh, CGI yeah. uh, eagle, which uh, <laughs> uh, all for, for that and not having to use animal actors. So that's good. That's right. Uh, staying with HBO Max, uh, John Watts is reviving the Final Destination franchise. Ah, I and thought they'd killed everyone in ridiculous ways. I mean, they've still got more to come. Yeah, I mean, didn't that movie ever like make you nervous about driving behind a uh, a truck with lots of logs on it and a motorway? Uh, <laughs> potentially. I mean, I'm I'm more mindful of watching for crazy kids throwing rocks off bridges, which I don't... Maybe that's going to be the next Final Destination movie, actually. And it has made me think about potentially not having a toaster in the bathroom, um, which I think probably quite sane not to have one there. But you never know, you need toast if you're in the bath. Anyway, um... <laughs> so people know that I'm a huge Marvel fan. Uh I also quite partial to DC, and I don't hate DC movies. I just want them to be good. Yeah. And unfortunately, there's been more bad DC movies than good ones. But anyway, uh, apparently the Snyder movies, uh, the uh, the one the the bad ones, <laughs> the bad ones. <laughs> in my in my opinion, um, that's that's Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, and the Justice League, are going to be erased in the Flash movie. Michael Keaton is returning to his role that he played in 1989 as as the original Batman. Okay. Replacing Ben Affleck, who no longer wants to do big franchise movies. Mm. And he's got he's got all the money, he's fine. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he's playing Batman in The Flash and also uh, in the Batgirl movie for HBO Max, which uh, artwork 
has has revealed a, a mural in the show of him standing next to Robin, who so far has not existed in the DCEU, uh, except as a a scrawled-on costume in Batman vs Superman because yeah, true, he was killed off very early off-screen, which I thought <laughs> was a bit cheap. But anyway, uh, Black uh, Journey Journey Smollett. Uh, from Lovecraft Country, is returning to play Black Canary in that movie as well. Mm. So that could be very cool indeed. As you say, I'll watch it, but, you know, I just... I think all my thoughts of DC stuff's been tainted by that terrible Arrow TV show with Flash TV show, which we wasted far too much of our lives watching. It just needs to be better. We really did. And it's safe to say the CW shows really aren't up for us. I mean, we tried... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but that's it. If you have to try to watch a TV show, you have to think to yourself, yeah. Oh, especially, to especially when all, when all, when there were like four different shows and they all followed the same narrative. That's so right, you had yeah. to watch every single one to understand that. Now I know I might sound hypocritical because that's exactly what the DC, that's exactly what the MCU is now. Mm-hmm, if, if if you don't follow everything, you're lost. Well, no, I, I did <laughs> well, to a, a point, little bit. Yeah. I think you get. I think what Marvel does, and again, other people have other opinions. So you know, everyone's got an opinion, and, and you're absolutely welcome to it. But Marvel almost like pays out if you watch all the shows and you watch all the movies, and you know you've read so many of the comics and all that jazz. They almost say, "Here's a little Easter egg for you." Whereas the CW shows were basically like, "Now nah, screw you guys. If you can't bother to put the work in, you're you're screwed." So. I think we worked it out. It was like six hours a week that we could be spending doing anything, anything else, else. Yeah, than, yeah. than just following this one story. And it was like having a part time job. <laughs> it really was. And the the payoff was not there. And quite honestly, I couldn't stand the uh, the character of the Black Canary in that. She just it wasn't the actress's fault in any way, shape, or form. But the sto- oh, it just became convoluted and then just seeing old Mr Alistair McQueen all over Instagram at times selling wine it was just a bit oh strange. yeah that's right yeah and Stephen Amell who's gone on to star in the excellent Heels uh, wrestling oh, true. T- TV show and, and again it wasn't that actually rekindled my love for wrestling that I've slain dormant for years yeah it's actually true um <laughs> but He's so good in Hills that it wasn't until the second episode you went, you do know that that is Arrow to me, didn't you? And I was like, that is was it? The guy that played what? Oliver, Oliver no. Queen. And it was, yeah. <laughs> that's Oliver Queen from Arrow, that's right. Uh, also, uh, new Disney Plus shows. Um, Disney are reviving The Santa Claus as a limited series uh, this December with Tim Allen returning to play uh, play Santa. That'll be cool. So, and I'm know. glad they're bringing it this Christmas because it seems weird we're talking about holiday festive shows now. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's something to look forward to later on. Also, if you're ever a fan of the uh, Hugh Jackman movie Real Steel, which uh, saw him in the world of boxing, but like eight foot tall robots that box each other, sort of like a big budget version of Robot Wars, really. Hmm. Uh, that's getting a TV show on Disney Plus as well. Sean Levy, who directed the original, is uh, is, is attached. Is Hugh Jackman, and, um, though? I, I, I can't see anything about Hugh Jackman, oh, yeah, any reports, unfortunately. Where are May- you? Maybe we could at least get a cameo. I don't know. Uh, also, Quantum Leap, uh, a pilot of a reboot, has been ordered for NBC. Uh, it's going to be set 30 years later, oh. and Sam Beckett will return. No word if it's going to be Scott Bakula, though. Um <laughs> I mean, I'd hope so. Yeah, 
again that was a great show it was, all, it was always on when i'd come in from college it was when they showed you just watch now to some sad news as uh, why the last man was cancelled at fx a while ago Ugh, and yeah. the showrunner has been eliza clark has been trying to to find a, a, a new home for it it was rumored that maybe hbo max because hbo uh, and and warner brothers own own dc comics and uh, well, the last man was originally a Vertigo comic book for the DC imprint. Um, that it might be picked up by HBO Max. Unfortunately, that's now not going to happen, and we're only getting one season of Why the Last Man, which makes no sense. But if Doesn't you want to know what happened, I can't. I can't urge you enough to read the original graphic novels. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. And <clears throat> and I don't read a huge amount. Of, in fact, I, I can honestly say I've only read two graphic novels. Uh, one of which is The Walking Dead and the other is Why the Last Man and Why the Last Man is incredible and uh, highly recommend uh, reading it if you if you because um, if you even vaguely enjoyed the TV show like the TV show just didn't get going in my opinion um, but yeah it's it's a shame we'll see what happens and lastly some Disney news um, the remake of uh, the live action remake of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs has cast a new male lead but it's not Prince Charming. Uh, he, he's been said to be Robin Hood-esque, which to me says Flynn Rider from Tangled. Yeah. I don't know about you. And do you mean um, they're actually going to call them dwarves, have dwarves? I, I mean, I, it's, it's... I've not a... heard anything about the dwarves uh, casting thus far. Do you think they're just going to actually just have a girl who lives in the woods? <laughs> I'm not sure. But Rachel Ziegler, who apparently is, um, is, is wowing... Uh, crowds as uh, the lead in West Side Story, Steven Spielberg's remake. Yeah. Um, she's She's been cast as Snow White. Gal Gadot has been cast as the Evil Queen. Uh, yeah. That's Wonder Woman. Yeah. And uh, Andrew Burnap, uh, a, a very good West End actor, uh, will will play the Robin Hood-esque lead Straight of Snow White and the Seven Rider. Dwarfs. One thing I'm looking forward to from this is brand new songs composed by Benj Pasek, and Justin Paul, who were behind La La Land, Dear Evan Hansen, and The Greatest Showman. Oh, okay. So I think it's safe to say, as the kids say, <laughs> this, this soundtrack will be full of absolute bangers. <laughs> and and that's official young person spokesman, um, Tim. <laughs> Hello, <Ben>. fellow kids. <laughs> Steve Buscemi would say bangers. in the rest of development. So again, lots of stuff really happening out there then at the moment. That's right. Mm. That's right. So... Now it's on to a look at the Book of Boba Fett episode three. <laughs> Thanks for that. You're welcome. The, the, the Streets of Moss Esper is what this one was called. Ah, oh, okay. <clears throat> so, first of all, um, Boba Fett is approached by, uh, by by Stephen Root, uh, probably best known for uh, playing the handler in Barry, a HBO show. Very cool. Who says that kids are stealing his merchandise <laughs> oh, yeah. and he needs to do <laughs> something about it. That's right. And like Boba Fett's like, hey, I better, you know, go out and do stuff because he's quite rapidly realising no one gives a shit that he's got Boba Fett's um, Boba Fett he's got the hut's uh, throne there the dino right yeah. so uh, he has to go out and do something it's all about those meddling kids his tenure as crime boss is not going thus far so well is it I just feel like 
everyone's just like shooed him like yeah don't worry about it it's okay but yeah he goes and finds these kids yes (laughs) some of them seem to be from space london we had space boston in the mandalorian that's true (laughs) characters speaking with boston accents and now we seem to have space london yeah, and you know, I like the fact that these kids all had their own scooters that were really brightly coloured, individually, kind of like Power Rangery, kind of biker mice from Mars esque. Yes, biker mice from Mars. <laughs> I was also thinking the neutrinos uh, from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, animated series, nineteen eighty seven, uh, from the episode Hot Rodding Teenagers from Dimension X. Um, teenagers, fifties <laughs> aesthetic, who would just drive around in their in their Cadillacs, brightly coloured Cadillacs. Mm. Uh, that, that, that brought, that brought that to mind for me. i tell you what was really interesting with this gang, though, is the fact that they've got droid parts. That yeah, they're having, yeah. Like, droid modifications, yeah, that's yeah. right. So it, it, we're kind of already seeing, like, an extension in in this, like, in the Star Wars universe, really, in the fact that if people are starting to have droid modifications, where could that lead? Are we going to end up I with... mean, Lo- Lobot, um, Lando Calrissian's... Uh, servant in uh, Empire Strikes Back he has droid modifications yeah, I get the feeling they were Empire enforced yeah they, they weren't voluntary and, we, and we've no. seen was it in Bad was it in Bad Batch or was it in Clone Wars Rebels something like that we've, we've met someone before with those modifications that had basically insinuated that they were forcibly put yeah, into oh yeah them. that was Rebels yeah definitely Rebels, yeah. I remember that so, so yeah we, we've got people who are like voluntarily modifying themselves um and for them, for them to have that work done, like it can't be cheap. Like, is there a back alley like no, surgeon, or, or, like just stitching stuff in? <clears throat> uh, and someone's got an eye modification and all stuff. Also, it does mean the rise of spider legs could uh, <laughs> potentially be seen. That's right. Yes, Darth Maul and his spider legs. Again, odd choice. If I ever get me to meet Dave Filoni, it's the only question <laughs> I want to ask him is why spider legs. Well, I mean, it was George Lucas's decision to bring Darth Maul back when he was in charge of the Clone Wars, so you might want to wait and see George Lucas. I'm more likely to bump into Dave Filoni than well, I am yeah, I George so. Lucas. That's probably true. <laughs> uh, and then it's time for another flashback in the Back to Tank. Yeah. Uh, as uh, we as we see that, unfortunately, what we feared would happen last week. Ugh, yeah. Uh, has happened and the Tuscan Raiders that helped and uh, trained Boba Fett after his escape from the Sarlacc pit have all been massacred. Yeah, like you even see the children or or what we assume to be children of these Tuscan Raiders all dead. The Banthers have all been massacred as well. Yeah, that quite upset you, didn't it? Yeah, like don't, like don't like seeing animals, even fictional animals. Uh, they're not fictional. If you say so. I mean, panthers are just these lovely big cow-like creatures that um, you know Tuscan raiders have been shown to live with alongside. It's assumed that they've domesticated them for an incredibly I've, long I've had their blue time. milk. Galaxy's Edge. We've had their we, we, blue we milk. Have, we yeah, have, we yeah. have had their blue milk. At the the Edge, Banthers, yeah. not the Tuscan Raiders. Um, <laughs> and, and it was quite melony, wasn't it? it tastes like melon. Um, yeah, uh, prettier than I thought. Yeah, and we know the Banthers work really hard. You know, they're really well adapted for this, this lifestyle living out in the desert. And we've seen the wild ones, of course, in the episode previously. And they've all just been completely and utterly massacred. And yeah, I... 
and the moment the high that I had of seeing Bubba riding his own banther into town was then dashed by the murderous amount of uh, dead It's a real shame, but you've got to keep moving the plot along. Yeah, I know. And we need a purpose for him to leave the Tusken Raiders and all that. I know. But then he's rudely interrupted uh, from his dream (laughs) by Black Cassantin. Yeah. From introduced last week. And you're uh, right, it was rude. <laughs> it was like, he was like, that's enough of your bloody flashbacks. Get out of that tank. <laughs> and he threw him on the ground, as yeah, Lonely Island did. would say. Yeah, and what we did, what was really clearly evidence of, of the scuffle that they had when Bubba was pulled out of his tank is actually how little backup he has to defend himself. Because, of course, he was just in his pants and he had none of his <laughs> armour. Intergalactic space pants. Um, <laughs> but he had no armour. He he didn't have any weaponry near him. And if it wasn't for the fact that he'd befriended these kids and asked them to yes, come work lucky for him... Yes, he had his local street youths. <laughs> yeah, and those two guards and... And he, Fennec. And Fennec Shan... He literally probably would have been murdered there and then. And then would have Black Cassanthan then taken the throne? I mean, I doubt it because he's just a bounty hunter and does he just, you know, he's obviously doing this as a job. But yeah, no, it just shows you how vulnerable Boba Fett is at the moment. You'll recall last week I told you that Black Cassanthan was uh, introduced in uh, Star Wars comics. Yeah. Well, the writer of that on Twitter last week said that while he went back to his drafts and he he originally his original name for the character before he came up with Black Cassantin was Newbacker. Hey, which <laughs> does kind of make sense. Newbacker, pretty cool. That's a good working title. Mm. But yeah, it's great to see Black Cassantin again, and uh, so he gets thrown into the Rancor pit. Yeah, and uh, then Boba Fett and Fennec Shan have a lovely feast. <laughs> that did make me laugh because. Like, so they've got a dining room in this palace, but quite a moderately and sized... great caterers, by the look yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a moderately sized dining room. And and who's gone out and done the grocery shopping? Because did they just get, like, someone deliver it? My because, goodness, yeah. Because they haven't got any servants, bar a couple of droids that are <clears> knocking <throat> around. I Okay, maybe the kids will shove some sandwiches in their bikes on the way over to the palace. That's that's my headcanon now. So anyway, dinner's rudely interrupted by the return of the uh, the Hutt twins. Yeah. That we met last week. And um, so they basically say that they're leaving. <laughs> yeah, we must go now. Uh, after, uh, after, goodbye. <laughs> we must go. Our planet needs us. Yeah, and they obviously are quite nervous about the fact they've just got to get off planet, and which is something which is ridiculous. So who's who's coming if if they're that scared? Yeah, exactly. Who is coming and who is causing a pair of huts to leave? Like, and not even just leave, leave and go. Hey, we're sorry for bugging you and causing all this. uh, You know. Hullabaloo, have a present because uh, we must go now. But that's not the end of it because they have a very special gift. <laughs> the best to, of gifts. To make up for trying to. Try and, oh, sorry, yeah, the Huts hired Black Cassantin to kill. Well, well, the cut. Well, the Huts sent Black Cassantin to kill uh, Bubble Fett. 
So make to make up for it, they bring him a very special gift. Yeah, I like. I assume that this gift that they brought him was on order previous to this, and it just worked out to be a crazy happenstance. Uh, because I mean, there's not many people that have a young rancorn uh, just hanging around. Um, so so yeah, they've brought this tiny. Well, it's not tiny, is it? But a little baby rancor to to go in the uh, rancor pit. Uh, in the palace. That's right. The member berries are strong now. I remember Rancor. <laughs> I remember Return of the Jedi. <laughs> That's it. And who killed it? That would be Luke Skywalker. Yeah. But it was self-defence. It was self-defence. <laughs> what I think is really lovely is we're starting again to see a bit of a fleshing out of of things in Star Wars that they couldn't flesh out in the movies because obviously they were just there for plot points and for a couple of seconds. So in the same way we've seen this flashing out of like the Tuscan Raiders, we're now starting to see a little bit more of an understanding of the world yeah. which includes these lovely little creatures. Include Yeah, attitudes say, definitely have changed since yeah. the early eighties, yeah. Yeah, and um I just love the fact that we've got these gorgeous rancor uh, that's just come in. And if anyone has watched Bad Batch previously there was like a rumour flying around the internet that maybe this young rancor was the one that the Bad yeah, Batch rescued. Yeah, but the rescued. timing doesn't line up, does no, it? No, but also the fact that the Rancor that the Bad Batch rescued... Um, Pre-New Hope. Yeah, we, it was a female called Muchi. That's right. And, that was um, a great episode. Yeah, it was. Because that was it. They didn't know they were rescuing a Rancor, did they? They just knew they had to That's rescue right. Muchi. And then, of course, out of the box comes this gorgeous little young Rancor. Um, <laughs> but what was really nice in this episode is we got to meet a new um, Rancor Wrangler, uh, who was played by... Danny Trejo! Yeah. Yes, Machete himself. Yeah, he was excellent, of course. And again, he just showed this lovely little sensitive side of, you know, the Rancor baby has got his little blinkers on because he's going to bond with the first human he sees. This is a really large beast that's a carnivore and would just eat loads of stuff and have, like, huge rageful <laughs> moments of destruction. That's but, quite lately, yeah. but he will bond with the first human he sees. And yeah. what's really incredible is Boba is not afraid of that. He respects that kind of rage. Yeah, he's like, suddenly it up, I'm going to ride it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if we don't get to see Boba riding a rancor through Tatooine by the well, end of Boba I, Fett... I mean, clearly this is Chekhov's rancor. <laughs> if, right? the rancor if the rancor of Boba riding rancor doesn't go off by the end... Something's wrong. Exactly, especially as they've already alluded to the Witches of Dathomir That's used right. to they ride Rancor. First mention of the Witches of Dathomir in live action. Yeah. So we've already got an understanding that this is potentially <clears throat> a rideable beast. Yeah, so, I'd say so. An, an epic mount, as the kids say. <laughs> an epic mount, indeed. I just hope that we get to see more Rancor because I think Boba understands that, you know, these are social beasts, they have a hierarchy. I think the ban- uh, the Banther, I think the Rancor Wrangler will tell him a bit more, uh, have a bit more of an understanding in the same way that, that, uh, that Boba Fett has got ingrained in Tuscan life and understands more about like their society and their culture. I think he's really respectful of that. Um, and because he's a bounty hunter, he's travelled across the whole galaxy. He knows there's lots of different creatures and lots of different people and he's got time to stand back and understand. So who knows, we could could we get a friend for our rancor? I, I mean, mean, who but, can speculate? <laughs> I mean, we know it's a young male who hasn't yet been named. I suggest Fluffy, but we will see. I mean, they might want to call him Jeff or Gerald. Yeah, I don't think uh, any of those suggestions are going to be taken on board by the writers, unfortunately. Well, 
Um, I would suggest they've probably already named him, but watch yeah, this space. I think so. yeah. Who predicted Grogu? I mean, come on. Yeah, to be fair, <laughs> when they first said it, we both went, what? But no, it's like, I can't imagine it not being Grogu. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, because especially as we know that these species, so the Rancors are really sociable creatures. And uh, for those of you who like your collective nouns, a group of Rancors are called a crash. Oh, wow. <laughs> So uh, I, I'm watching to see a crash of Rancor any day now. Okay, that would be cool. Very, very cool. So, so we've seen that all happen in the in the episode. What happened after we had this amazing gift? Then, so we were settled in the uh, the pits. So the pit's got a creature in it now. What happened after that, Jim? Um, they went back to confront the mayor. They did. He wasn't there again. Suspicious. And then, uh, and then they chase. The guy with the head like a bum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, he, he he led them on a... Uh, well, he, he decided to get away on a, in a speeder and um, what I'm just calling a low-speed chase. Oh, I loved chase. it. It was ridiculous. With all the car chase tropes that you can think of. Yeah, including uh, the, the bit where they crash into a pile to, of... My cabbages! Yes, my cabbages! <laughs> but they weren't cabbages, they, what were they? They weren't. They were um, Melurons. That's right, yeah. They were Melurons, first seen in Rebels. Um, more Star Wars lore there. And there was like this big like like picture they like... Yes, that's right. On? There was a mural of, uh, of Jabba the Hutt. And that was concept art uh, by Ralph McQuarrie for the original Return of the Jedi movie. Again, to go to that effort to put that in, that could have yeah. literally have been a pane of glass, and they went, "Nope." It, it could have been. It could have been anything. So we learn. We learn that the guy, the, the people behind this all are da 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 the Pikes. What? The Pikes again. And um, so, are we going to see Amelia Clark turn up uh, as Kira from from uh, oh. from Solo? Because when we when we last left the, well. Basically, Darth Maul's dead. Spoilers, if you've not seen Rebels, I'm sorry, but you should What? Have. You mean spider legs is not coming back? Darth Maul's dead. Kenobi killed him in the desert. Uh, so Kira is now the head of the uh, the Black Sun Syndicate. Oh, I totally forgot that. You're right. Which the Pikes work for. Yeah. And she's probably not busy right now, so... Amelia Clark. well, she's... I know for a fact she's filming Secret... Inv- she's uh, she's going to be in Secret Invasion, which is a, a TV show for the MCU, oh. the Mar- Marvel, uh, that's coming next year, um, adapting uh, one of my favourite story arcs of the graphic novels. And, um, yeah, she's got a role in that with Samuel L. Jackson. And uh, Olivia Coleman is going to be in it as well. I love Olivia Coleman. That, that is a powerhouse cast. Um, but yeah, I mean, she could have she could have filmed scenes for Bob yeah, Book of maybe. Boba Fett. It's quite evident now, though, that B- Book of Boba Fett is not filmed in the volume, which I originally thought or, it was. Or maybe they needed elements in the volume. I, I mean, I think maybe the flashbacks to um, Camino and stuff like that and Geonosis. Yeah. They maybe they were in the volume. It's interesting, isn't it? Because after the Mandalorian, which was all filmed in the volume, like yeah. you, if you compare that to Boba Fett, like. You can tell a little bit that you haven't got the similar kind of dimensions in the world, like graphically looking at it. A tiny, tiny bit. Yeah. But I actually really like the style of how Boba Fett's been, been filmed. No, oh, yeah. I mean, they, apparently they turned a a, a car parking in, in Los Angeles into in, into the deserts of Tatooine. Yeah. 
So I've seen the flyover shots. They're pretty cool. Huh. If I can find them, I'll put them on our Twitter feed. Yeah, that'd be cool. And uh, So yeah, that was the Book of Boba Fett episode three. Which, of course, I'm sure you can work out we were very excited. It was an excellent episode. It really, really was. Can't wait to watch a new yes, one Yes, I can't week. wait to see what happens next. Hope, hopefully Kiro. And more rancors or banthers <laughs> or any other creatures of your choosing. And we haven't seen many droids yet, so, you know, more droids, please. That's right. So, what are we watching this week? Uh, yeah, it's been a bit of a funny week, hasn't it, for, for shows, really. So, we've just finished watching The Great. Yes, The Great Season 2, which is on Stars Play. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a fantastic show. Um, Al Fanning and Nicholas Holt uh, playing Catherine and Peter the Great Yeah, from Russian history. Well, which, as they say, <laughs> is sometimes true, which I really appreciate. Yeah, I, I mean, it's closer tonally to Blackadder than you'd think. <laughs> yeah, actually, I agree with you. Yeah, you have these moments of incredible high, like, laughing, and it's really quite funny, and then suddenly something and will happen, yeah. and it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, It's probably more violent show. than Blackadder was, actually. Um, yeah, I would say so. But yeah, we 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 love the great. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, we've been watching Girls Five Ever, uh, which is the new show uh, produced by Tina Fey and Robert Carlock of uh, Thirty Rock and, and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt mm. fame. And it's got that very much that feel of both of those shows, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the cutaways and the jokes uh, are absolutely perfect. Uh, so this concerns a a yet early two thousands girl group. Called girls, Spice Girls, Spice girl, Spice girls five ever, not four ever, five ever, um, who uh, come across uh, one of their songs being used as a sample, <laughs> yeah, uh, years later uh, from a rapper called Lil Stinker. <laughs> so he samples their song, and um, over overnight they go viral, and they decide that they want to reform. Yeah, I mean, it starts off that they had this, like, flash moment of fame, didn't they? And, That's right. you know, their lives were going great, and then quite rapidly you realise they are now just women of a... Not of a certain age, because, what, they must be in, like, their mid-30s, maybe? I think Paula Powell's probably a bit older than that, but... Oh, she looks great still. <laughs> um, and, you know, they've realised their lives haven't quite gone as they've planned. They're working, you know, quite shitty jobs. No one's feeling quite fulfilled, and One of, how do yeah. they get back that moment that they really enjoyed being together? That's right. They're, I mean, NBC put together a powerhouse cast for this one yeah. because we got Paula Powell um, from AP Bio. We got Stephanie Borellis from The Colbert Report, Busy Phillips from Freaks and Geeks, and, as mentioned last week, from the original Broadway cast of Hamilton, Angelica herself, Renee Elise Goldsbury. So you'll be pleased to know that there are she, and she Yes. <laughs> oh, and that... Yeah, these girl, these these ladies can really sing. Yeah, they all do sing. It's, it's fantastic. Really yeah. Plus, Andrew Rannells from Book of Mormon. Um, yes, it's, it's, it's perfect in it Hello. too. And uh, you notice I haven't mentioned the fifth member. Well, I'm not going to. I'm going to let you find that for yourself. Yeah, and like again, it's perfect viewing. It's one of these shows <laughs> that you can put on and just watch with. Yeah, we. I mean, yesterday we put the first episode on, and before we knew it, six had flown by. We've got yeah. two left to watch. Shame. Uh, it's been it renewed it for a second season, though. Mm-hmm. So that's that's something to look forward to. And, and that's it. You know, in a world where sometimes it all feels a bit too serious sometimes, this is a show that will properly make your belly laugh. Uh, not your belly laugh, but make you belly laugh. Um, so, yeah, it's 100% worth checking out. Yeah, so that's uh, Girls 5 Ever, and you can find that on Now TV or Sky Comedy. Mm. 
uh, Peacock um, on, on, on Sky, uh, Sky Q. Excellent. So, yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, definitely. So what are you uh, thinking that you're going to looking forward to watching next week then, Jim? Well, we watched the pilot of Arcane yesterday, didn't we? Yeah, um, we did, actually. Yeah. It's a spin-off of the League of Legends uh, video games. You don't need to know anything about... Uh, these these games to watch it which is good because neither of us have played it that's so. <laughs> right uh, so we got Hayley Steinfeld uh, Kate Bishop herself from uh, Hawkeye um, in the in the in the lead role and um, the animation on this is it just does look like, beautiful nothing it? I've not seen a TV show with animation this stunning before I mean the closest thing I can compare it to is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse hmm. and Mitchell's versus the Machines it's that heightened beautiful cell shaded uh, version of animation yeah no it does look lovely yeah and uh, yeah i'm really looking forward to watching more of that and also uh, yellow jackets i'm i'm looking forward to uh starting that telling the story of a girls football team uh that crash lands in the ontario wilderness and are forced to fight for themselves uh but also picking up the story present day uh, to yeah. see where these characters are and that's that's got another powerhouse cast including christina ricci mm. um Juliette Lewis and um, uh, Sophie Thatcher, who we also saw in Boba Fett as Drash. Absolutely. So, so yeah, lots of lovely things. And those of you who love all things creatures and cutes and all the beautiful nature, um, I highly recommend checking out as well Dave Attenborough's new show called Green Planet on BBC iPlayer, and you can pick it up. It's all, there's already the first episode on the iPlayer. It's stunning and it's fantastic. And when you watch programmes like that, you can truly see how when artists and story designers put together things for the Star Wars universe, that's where a lot of these creatures are coming from. Absolutely. And lastly from me, uh, can't stress this enough, uh, Moon Knight trailer to- <laughs> tomorrow. I honestly cannot wait to see when this is going to wear uh, Oscar Isaac. Uh, it- it's it's going to be absolutely legendary. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, I can't wait. Fantastic. So uh, I think we're going to wrap up our podcast too, Electric Boogaloo. And, <laughs> Attack um, of the Clones complete. <laughs> roger, roger. Uh, so if we haven't mentioned something you're watching that you go, hey, you guys should check that out, get in contact with us on our Twitter, which is... IMJDB Podcast. There you go. All one word on Twitter. Um, and we'll be more than happy to check out what you're watching and judge you for it. Uh, but that from me, goodbye. See you later, true believers.